Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anello here with my co-host in crime, Tim Poma. And today we are so excited to bring you special guest, Andrea Mercury. Andrea is a happiness life coach and enthusiast of you. Her brand of coaching focuses on unlocking your joy and love for you, which is just right up our alley. And she has over 10 years in the health and wellness industry. She loves to help you identify and amplify your superpower. Welcome, Andrea. Welcome, Tim. Good morning. Thank you so much. Wow, Andrea. Yeah, first guest of the Best Life Cafe. So thank you for joining us. That's right. Welcome to the show, my dear. It has been a long time coming, and I'm so grateful to have you on the show this morning. You know, like, let's just start off with some basics. Like, how long have we known each other? That's a tough question because in the world of a small town, you know of people sometimes before you actually know them, and it becomes a blurred line. But I would say we've really known each other for about the last 10 years. That's right. And what have we been doing with each other? Wow, it's been an adventure. <laughs> we we started with a friendship of community building and exploring the the fun ins and outs of your artwork and the the art of what I was doing through body and touch with a massage therapist there in Ukiah. And then, you know, we moved into this incredible more corporate friendship and partnership and what's really cool is everything has continued to grow and evolve and even though we're states away now we still have such a strong connection yeah i would say i mean like i'm super grateful to have you as a friend and as a semi-life coach for me because you know at different points in time we uh assist each other in our journey and i'm i'm super grateful for that so i just want to say welcome again I'm so grateful to have you on. Yes. Thank you both, Kathy and Tim, for creating this space where we can all be here and share our stories and our journey. I appreciate you both, and thank you for allowing me to be your very first guest. It's an honor. Yay. I I love the setup for that. I, I think that it's uh, so exciting to um, to know that, you know, I don't know how we ever never crossed paths really because it's like you said, it is a small town. And, and just for the listeners, you are from Ukiah. Were you born and raised in Ukiah? Do you have the roots in Mendocino that, County. I I'm in Mendocino. I'm a transplant from uh, Marin County, but, but I have strong roots to this place. And, and I feeling when you're on Burke Hill and you're rolling down the hill and you're just like, oh, like anybody who lives here knows that that moment of seeing the valley and yeah. just getting that home feeling. But what brought you, uh, what got you to leave Ukiah, which is probably, was probably a pretty hard decision or not. I'd love to know the story behind that. Well, it was a quick decision. A lot of the things that I do in my life, um, I, I am a yes woman and I listen to what is happening around me. And when opportunities present themselves, I tend to jump and I'll talk a little bit more about how I live my life at 35 miles an hour in a moment. But I was presented with an opportunity at the end of, well, I guess it was mid-2019, to move with my family, my at-the-time husband, and my children to Boulder, Colorado. 
I had a job opportunity that opened up for me there. And I, you know, I was born and raised in Mendocino County, born in Ukiah, grew up in Redwood Valley, lived in Anderson Valley, lived in Hopland. Like that was my home. And I really had no intentions of ever leaving and doing something else. At, at the time, I was holding public office. I was involved in the Main Street program. I had my business well established. And this opportunity came up and I said yes. So within two months, we found a place to live. We got packed and we moved. So it was actually um, a little emotional. It's three years today that I began my journey in Boulder. And, you know, it's just one of those moments where we don't know why we're doing the things at the time that we're doing it, but the doors and the avenues that open up, uh, we moved. We really loved the area. And in January of 2020, my husband at the time left, moved back to California. And so the kids and I had the opportunity to start our own family unit in Boulder and have this really interesting fresh start and by the time we had gotten through that uh covid had settled in (laughs) oh man timing is everything (laughs) so i found myself a single homeschooling mother in a city where i knew two people and ended up having a really incredibly bizarre year like we all had a bizarre year but yeah. <laughs> tested new limits. Um, luckily, you know, my friends came and visited. Tim even came out over that summer and spent some time with me. We spent a month in Florida. The company that I work for um, rented a house on the beach, and my kids and I and the owner of the company went and lived in Florida for a month. It was just wow, really, really fun. cool. And then as things started lifting and kind of that COVID bubble of everybody's in a weird spot, started to lift, I realized, wow, I'm really kind of stuck in some depression and was experiencing anxiety, very lonely. And I, again, had an opportunity Thanksgiving two years ago now uh, in 2020 where I was here in Austin, Texas, visiting my very dear friend who is also from Ukiah. And she she told me, she's like, you should just move down here. I I was spending at least two weeks out of the month here in Texas. And within two weeks, I went back up to Boulder, packed up my house again and the kids, and we drove a U-Haul through the night in a snowstorm and moved to Austin. <laughs> We've been here for almost two years now. What wow. an adventure. So yeah, so everything I am so thankful for all of the weird things that happened that led me to here. And I'm very thankful that I trusted myself. And that's something I love to talk about, the difference between trust and confidence. Trusting yourself is a whole other level of engagement. I what do you think the, agree with that. the difference between trust and confidence is? Confidence is something you can fake until you make. Confidence is something that you can wear, that you can present to the world. Trust in yourself is a whole other level of knowing 
when you do something knowing that it is for your highest, best good and trusting the whole process, not having all the answers, not being able to be uncomfortable, being vulnerable. That's what trust is to me. Yeah, trust the process. Know that it's going to be okay. Having faith that everything's going to work out exactly as it's supposed to because it always does. That's beautiful. Wow. It always does. But I I wanted to circle back to the, the, the difference between confidence and trusting yourself. And I think trusting yourself comes from somewhat of a traumatic background because when you are going through stuff that, questions who you are or makes you like sometimes even stops you cold like you know some of the things that happen to you will pity your your husband and you decide to break you have to now navigate single parenthood in a place where you have zero support system and so those are like I like to call them little mini traumas along the way like there's those big Mm -hmm. traumas that happen and then there's those little mini traumas that that sidestep you and that is what has always built my own because now I know, like now I can stop and go, hmm, yeah, this didn't work out so well last time. Let me, let me see what my inside's telling me and then trusting that even if it's something I want to jump full force into, I may not do that because now I can trust myself. Whereas I was thinking what you were saying about confidence is like it's almost an air that you wear. Like it's almost like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put on my best boots. I'm going to put on my mini skirt. I'm going to put a little lipstick on, and I am going to exude confidence. But trusting yourself, like you said, is such a deeper level. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And so I love – I feel like your superpower is spontaneous living. And I just wondered if we could touch on like that. Like when you make spontaneous situation, you know, decisions – like moving in two weeks or moving in two months, those are big decisions. Uh, what gives you the courage? You know, like what do people, what could our listeners say? Like, where did that courage come from to, to just jump out there? Uh, so I'm going to talk about a couple of components within that. And I, I also want to make it very clear for everyone that's listening too. even when it is something that you decide and you're excited about and it's, it's a decision that you know is right for you, there will still be, it's still scary, it's still hard, and you are allowed to have all of the emotions that come with it, even if it's something that you know is exciting and good for you. So want to put that out there because sometimes people will be like, well, I know it's the right thing, but I'm so afraid and it's so scary. So maybe it's not. And you start to second guess yourself, all life decisions, all major changes. And as you said, Kathy, those, those small traumas, they, they have all the feels with them. So be kind to yourself and open up to experiencing all of it because it's important. So, You are so close to what my superpower is and what I pride myself on, and that is action. I know that the universe rewards action, and I know that that is something that I am so great at. Regardless of the size of the action, I know that what is out there for me, what my next step is, is on the other side of an action. Not necessarily one. It could be a series of actions, but I know that everything that I do, every small step I take is what's going to get me there. And that's where I like to talk about living my life at 35 miles an hour. And this, this is getting less and less relevant by the minute. Who knows of cars without power steering? Who grew up driving a vehicle that didn't have power steering? (laughs) Because I know that I did. And if you are in a car without power steering, 
and it is stopped and you need to turn around or you need to make any adjustments, it is really, really difficult to be able to do that. If you're cruising along 30, 35 miles an hour, small changes are really easy. If you need to turn around, you're able to do that with minimal effort. And I also, it's not fast enough to really hurt anybody, including yourself. So that's how I've just lived my life, where I'm I'm cruising along, and as long as I'm making decisions that keep me in that area where I can adjust, I'm not going to really hurt myself or others then whatever decision that I'm making or the next step that I'm taking is, again, I'm trusting that that is for my best good. Oh, we we have Tim talking. Tim, we can't hear you. You're on mute. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm back. Uh, I think hey, that's, that's one why of the we like this uh, live podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, one of the things that you uh, brought up is momentum, right? Like, so continual mm-hmm. action towards a goal is, is like just even the little baby steps inside of that creates momentum. It's much easier to make that turn if you have a little bit of momentum going rather than if you're stopped. But, you know, even if you are stopped, it's okay. You just have to start again. And, it will become easier to turn that wheel. So that's really awesome. Right. Is that part of is that part of your program training that you have? One hundred percent. Oh, great! Well, tell me more. Yeah, and not every choice that you're going to make or action that you take is going to be "quote unquote" the right one, and that's okay too. Because if you're making quick decisions and quick actions and you don't dwell too much on like, oh, I did the wrong thing and get too stuck in that point from that wrong thing, because you also don't know what you don't know until you know it, it is also helping you get forward because you're like, okay, well, I know that wasn't the right thing, so I can check that off the list and keep going again. So we are going to mess up. We all do. There are days where, I mean, my whole day goes sideways and then, I get to wake up tomorrow and do it again. Or during the middle of the day, I can recheck in and start over. Like Tim just said, if you find yourself at a point where you're stopped, do a quick check-in, start moving again. Take one action. That's it. I love that. That's like, it. I used to, Abraham always says, if you're having a bad day, just call it. Like, just call the day. We're good here. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to put on television, and I'm not going to think about my problems or saving the world in my own world today. But uh, I wanted to circle back. Oh, God, what was it? It was so – I think when you were talking about 35 miles an hour, I had this vision of, you know, when you're going, like, maybe it's in San Francisco, when you're driving and you have a lot of lights that you're going to hit, like every so many blocks there's a red light. But if you're going the speed limit of almost always 35 miles an hour, this is why this struck me, you can actually make every light. And so I love the analogy of that because I started to think about how – if you kind of if you're going 100 miles an hour, nothing gets done. If you're moving too slow, you you're going to get every stoplight. Like that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But if you're going 35 miles an hour, like you're cruising through the green lights, and it's support from the universe that really allows that. How often have you been like, oh, got the green light, got the green, you know, like it's the same thing in life. It's like the universe is giving you those green lights to keep going. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit. If you're ever driving, people catch your green lights. One of the other things was uh, when you make a lot of changes in your life, you're also breaking patterns. 
And I think patterns in our life are one of the bigger things that keep us stuck, you know, because we, it's easy. It's, we're used to that kind of behavior. We're used to this response. We're used to this person doing this to us. So it's just who they are, you know, whatever. And, but that also brings, uh, and I was thinking about this this morning in my own world, like sometimes I have post-traumatic stress disorder and I think a lot of us from 2020, like you were talking about, do have a little degree of PTSD here. And it's about me not repeating those patterns. So then that kind of circles back to what you're saying of having the courage to, like, make these decisions and these little action steps. And so I'm wondering if you, you know, like, I think one thing I wanted to ask you to explain to our listeners and has always been a question I've been asked is the difference between a life coach and, like, a therapist. Like, because there's, there's two different definitions there they all they both complement each other but can you explain to our listeners what's the difference there and why a life coach yes, versus sure. a therapist not to give away from therapy but why a life coach right well yeah I am a firm like I love therapy 100% like I'm over here shopping a new therapist for me and my whole family like there are different types of therapists and things that you need and life coach to me is, you know, a parallel street. Do you need both? Sometimes yes. A life coach is going to be, you know, think about a sports team, helping you, guiding you. It's more folk, like goal focused. So if you're trying to do something very specific or there's something you're looking for, a life coach helps you navigate that and helps you set goals and stay on track. It's about accountability and it's, it helps you get unstuck. You know, having a life coach, when you get to that moment where you're like, I, I don't know what the next step is. It's not necessarily a, a mental block that you're working through. It's, there's, there's something that you can't see. So a life coach helps you to see the full picture, set up those steps and that plan, and take those actions. So uh, that's, to me, kind of the, the main differences between the two. But, again, I am all for all of it. It's kind of like the car wash, right? There's Sometimes you need to go get your car detailed, and sometimes you're at the gas station and you need to go through the, the drive-through car wash and get back on track. Well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of life coaching. I work with a life coach. I have many times through the last, yeah, off and on for the last probably eight years, uh, and action is one of the biggest components for me and the accountability because I know I'm showing up next week to tell them what my action steps were and how I completed them. And there's also this sense of, like, it's your own stuff. Like, like when I don't do my action steps, the onus is only on me, where I think in therapy there's a lot of stuff that has to come up from deeply rooted stuff that happens in your past. Oh, yeah, you're and, unpacking you know, the garbage. You're like, when you take your garbage bag out coaching, to the dumpster. I feel like they're 100%. very complimentary. And, and so I, 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 I am, I, you know, I'm an advocate for both, but I love that life coaching is now taking a different turn. And I think pandemic had a little bit to do with that too. It's like people were like, wait a minute, you know, like maybe I can't navigate this on my own anymore. Maybe I need that push to get off the couch and go to the gym three times a week or, and that's what a life coach does. So I just love that. Uh, I had a question about loving ourselves and our bodies and how do you work with people? Like I know self-criticism is probably one of the most 
you know, we, we beat ourselves up. And so here we are trying to take these courageous steps and do everything, and we're, like, criticizing ourselves in our body image. And I know you've been in health and wellness, so I was wondering about, like, what can people do to push themselves forward out of self-criticism and, and into accepting and loving themselves and what their decisions are? I know that's a loaded question, but I'm just that's the last one I'm going to ask. No. <laughs> No, no, please keep yeah. coming. So this is huge, and I actually spend a few weeks on this in my program. And this is, I'm going to, this goes into patterns a little bit also. But what I help people do is drop into that part of them that encourages other people, that sees beauty in other people, that has no problem rooting for and encouraging complete strangers, and teach them how to apply those same principles to themselves. So what are those thoughts that they have when they see those qualities in someone else and recognize it? And why does it trigger when they think about themselves to automatically go to the negative? And that's, that's programming. Those are things that we learn over time. So kind of going back into what you're talking about with patterns, which, again, is another week that we go through, the patterns and our beliefs, come from other people. They come from the way that we're brought up, our marriages, our relationships. So what I help do is strip that away to find out what your true pattern is, what really works for you. And sometimes, and this is another aspect of the life coaching that I appreciate, is giving yourself the permission to do those things. Sometimes it really does take somebody else saying, it's okay for you to love yourself. It is okay for you to prioritize you. And here's what that looks like and how you can turn that into the things that you really want to do. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, pretty powerful stuff there. You know, like that pre-programming that we receive Mm -hmm. all throughout childhood and stuff like that, not to be proud of yourself. Like, don't you know what I mean? Like all that weird stuff. If we can just walk through that mud and come out through the car wash on the other side, you know, a little bit more sparkly. Who's told themselves this? Who do you think you are to oh. fill in the blank? Yeah. Or have that dream, have that vision. You're never going to accomplish that. There's no way. Like I used to love defying people's uh, cynicism where they would yeah. like, be like, you can't do that. I'd be like, watch me. Watch me. Watch Hold me. my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. I'm going in. Great. Uh, what do you think? One of the to... Go ahead. Andrea, you have oh, the floor. I'm... Our guest gets our guest when... gets first, first track. <laughs> when we were talking earlier, I don't know if we were on live yet or not. Kathy, you were talking about, uh, was it routines or uh, change, what were you saying where you were, like, changing up and trying new things? You were talking about, I believe it was routines, like looking for help and getting, like, refocused and started. Here's the thing. Asking asking me that question is probably not the right person because I am so fleeting. Like, you, you could listen to past podcasts and I'd be like, oh, what did I just say? But uh, on that same realm, I think that if we were talking about routines, I think that one of the first steps that I have to do when I'm working with a life coach and I'm wanting to make change is create a little routine for myself. Even if I, oh, I know what I was telling you about the 14 day cleanse. That's what it was. We were talking yeah, okay. off camera about 
Like basically, what does it look like to sort of upset the circle? You know, so you're going along in your life and you're going out, you're drinking, you're having lovely, you know, fattening soups for dinner and you're watching Netflix all night and you're not going to the gym and then all of a sudden like life's like, get it together, girl. And so what do you do to jar yourself? And for me, it was like I have to, to eliminate these foods. I have to, you know, commit to a 45-minute workout of movement every day. I have to regulate my sleep pattern so that I know that I'm getting the proper sleep. I know that from, you know, November 20th to January 1st, it is on, you know, for everybody. We go through this crazy holiday season and you want to stay healthy and you want to manage all that. So that's what we were talking about, (laughs) the routine that I had to create for myself for 14 days. I I can't believe I remembered. I'm so happy. (laughs) That was impressive because uh, (laughs) thinking about, and this, I'm going to use something that happened for me recently because we get stuck in these these ways, and it's like, how do we disrupt and and kind of play with the mental aspect of it? Getting out of bed for me, you know, I was I've always been a 4:30 hop up, get everything done. Seasons changing, things are weird, and I find myself at six o'clock being like, eh, I should really be getting out of bed and doing the things that I would like to do for the day. And I I found myself lying, like, it's the whole thing. I really, my body needs 30 more minutes. I'm like, well, in 30 more minutes, I'm still not going to want to get up. It's not really going to change anything. So the the things that we tell ourselves of justifying staying kind of in that rut and doing that thing, when we can just kind of giggle at it and be like, okay, but rationally, that 30 minutes is not going to make or break my day. However, getting up and going for a 30-minute walk is really going to impact my day. <laughs> so the lies that we tell ourselves really, in, like, they make it difficult to hold to that 14-day fast and cleanse. So I applaud you for no. doing that. No, who the lady is just... that does the five, four, three, two, one rule? Um, is that Mel, I just Mel Robbins? It. Mel Robbins, okay. where she it's like breaking up the, the thought pattern. So you're laying in bed, you're saying, I don't want to, you know, I need 30 more minutes. And instead you're saying, I'm going to get up in five, four, three, two, one. Gives you five seconds to reset that whole mindset and then boom, you're up. Okay, Kathy, sorry. I just wanted to put that in there because I couldn't remember the name and I just thought the other day I thought it was great. No, 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 no. I told, yeah, for sure. Like I totally agree with that. And I think five, four, three, two, one is one of the hardest exercises I've ever done because it pushes you to do things you do not want to do. And that is, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. It it could be like even like picking up the phone and calling somebody that you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with. And you're like, five, four, three, two, one, send. And now you're in and it's done, you know, so you have to like, now you have to manage that. But one of the things I did want to touch back on was the lies to ourselves. And I thought that was such a powerful statement that, the lies that we tell ourselves. And it could be as simple as this ice cream is not going to make me fat or have an upset stomach in the morning and I'm just going to eat it when I know full well that that is going to put pounds on and it is going to give my stomach, you know, uncomfortability if I have a dairy intolerance type thing. And it's like the lies we tell ourselves, so why? You know, why are we telling ourselves lies when deep down in our souls we actually always know what's true for us? But there's that because we get away separation. with it. Yeah, I mean, wow! There's no like accountability I, in our heads. 
Right. We can spew all the nonsense we want, and we can be doing it right here on this call, and nobody knows. <laughs> I promise I'm showing up real. You know that. that but I, I guess what I think is that I really feel like there are times that I do tell myself lies about what's real, what people are thinking, how people are acting, you know, what, how they're showing up, and I might interpret it completely different than how they're really showing up because I have, like you said, my own filter going on in my head of, of my past traumas and my past experiences, and everything accumulates to my perception of what's happening. And that's a whole loaded answer. But I love the, the thought of just taking a minute in situations where you ask yourself, am I telling myself the truth? Like just for our listeners, like yeah. let that be a moment for you in those big decisions. So going back to rooting for other people and cheering other people on and recognizing those things, I ask myself, would I say this to my family? Would I tell my family this same lie that I'm telling myself? What makes it okay to say it to me? Yeah. Mm. Now we're back to self-love, you know, and self-love being the key <laughs> of everything, right? Like, but then a lot of people get tripped up on the self-love thing. Like you often hear, um, well, you can't get into another relationship until you learn to love yourself. And you can't um, really show up for anyone else until you, you know, loved yourself first. And then everyone's like, how do I love myself? But like you said, you turn that thing around. Like, would I bring my loved one a cup of hot tea in the morning while he's laying in bed? Yes, I would. So why wouldn't I not bring myself a cup of hot tea and yep. go back and get in bed? And it's those little tiny practices. I, I know for me, when I was learning self-love, it was about what would I do for my lover, and now I'm going to do it for myself. Pretty mm -hmm. much. Or a child. Yeah, that's or a big part of it. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's breaking past that idea that by putting ourselves first, we're selfish, we're conceited, mm -hmm. we're arrogant. And the, the thing that we keep coming back to, who do you think you are? What makes you so special that you should prioritize yourself in front of all of these people? What is yeah. Yeah, I was at uh, Home Depot getting, getting some wood to do the trim on my house this weekend, and I was talking to one of the girls at the checkout stand. I said, have you ever heard the expression, a cobbler's children go unchewed? And she's like, no, and she looks confused. And I'm like, do you know what a cobbler is? And she goes, no. I said, it's a shoemaker. <laughs> and I said, the painter's house goes unpainted, you know, like this thing. And I said, I've just worked so hard on other people's stuff. She goes, Tim, it's time to put yourself first. And I was like, yeah, I love you. I love you. That's fucking rad. Yeah, that, that's a really treat good uh, treat yourself. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it felt so good to accomplish something on the house. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. ah, why didn't I do this a long time ago? I'm too busy doing other people's stuff. Like, just take a, take a deep breath, get to work, do your thing. And it is okay. I'm here to tell you, it's going to be the best feeling you've had in a long time when you really put in the work on yourself. Yeah. Right, Andrea? Uh, yeah. Kathy, when you said, uh, you know, the, the whole, the, the programming that other people say as far as like, well, you can't get into another relationship until you fix you and, you know, telling somebody to prioritize themselves and to take care of themselves is much like telling someone to calm down. Right. It's not giving them the tools to do it. It's not helpful. It's not permission. It's right. passing the buck on, well, just prioritize yourself. 
well, damn, if I knew how to do that, I would have been doing it this whole time. So that's where it comes back to a life coach. Let me take you through the steps. And the way that I've set my program up is it essentially becomes your guidebook that when you spot where you're stuck, you're able to go back through, be like, ah, when I was here, I did X and it worked and I was here. So if I try that next movement, I'm going to get that same result. We essentially build a recipe book of you and how to maintain that priority. Because again, you're going to slip. Outside influences come in. Disasters happen. How can you then get back on track? And so we set up your guidebook for you so that you have the tools when somebody says prioritize yourself. Ah, now that becomes a reminder to go back through and use the tools that I have rather than just passing it off. Because it's really about real change, like really making changes that last. And that is the thing Mm -hmm. that I've noticed myself, even though some of those changes have been really emotional and difficult for me and going, but going through them, once you hit like that opening door and you're like on the other side of that, it is such a beautiful feeling because you kind of feel like now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting my life on track and now I'm making decisions for my own life. I am a strong component uh, proponent of the life coach. I would love for you to tell us uh, how people can find you. Uh, and what, how long is your program? You know, like, is it a 10-week? Is it ongoing? I mean, sure, a lot of people just stay with you after the program because. Right. Yeah. So the, the initial program is a three-month-long program. We meet weekly. And I have two options available um, de- depending on, you know, it's meet you where you're at. I do small group mm-hmm. coaching, no more than five at a time. It's all virtual. Or I do individual mm-hmm. one-on-one depends, again, to hear and relate to other people that are going through similar experiences, and some people really need to focus on them. So we have both options available. Again, three months, we meet weekly, and then after that, it's kind of setting up, you know, what do you need from there? And because this is about you. This isn't about me and what I need. It's about what you need. So if there's some ongoing that happens after that. But like I said, I'm really trying to set everyone up to have the tools that they need for them. So in that three weeks, that three months, they're going to set up their guidebook. And you can find me either on Instagram at Andrea with confidence, because we're going to start with confidence before we build the trust. Um, Or you can email me Andrea at mercuryuprising.com. Nice. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I would say uh, I've always wanted to be a life coach. So we're working on it. I actually, Tim knows, I don't think nice. anybody else really knows. I've never really announced that on air, but I have been working on that for the last like six or seven months. And now I have a challenge to put together the product. And so that's, I mean, I guess that was yeah. a selfish personal question I was asking. Because I like yeah. the idea of a 12 week program. I feel like it takes 12 weeks to make change, to make any significant mm-hmm. change. And, um, I strongly encourage anybody who's listening who feels like there's something in their life that they're stuck in to reach out. And I love your vibe. I think you're probably a great life coach. And and I think that it's worth it for people to really invest in themselves in that way. I think that's one of the ways to change your life if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, and everybody that's listening, you know, it's risk-free to reach out to me and ask me questions. If there's something that you are looking for, and I am 
I'm able to help, rad. If not, I might know somewhere to direct you, or it might just be yeah. an easy question and we can get it answered and you can go to your next action step. So wow, you can sweet. DM it me is. through Insta or send me an email. That's A-N-D-R-E-A at mercuryuprising.com. Excellent. Wow. Well, girls, I, I'd just like to say thank you for being here. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, I feel like it was very formative today, very, very lovely conversation that we all had. And not bad for our very first uh, three-person uh, True. Oh, no, I feel so, like I wanted so. to be a, a, a monthly guest, like a monthly, like, Andrea's coming on the show this month. Uh, I have a couple little questions. Yeah. These are just fun questions because I used to, when I used to have guests, this is pre-Tim, I always had these questions that I would ask at the end, like I would make them just to kind of a get to know you. So if we were in your bedroom, what would be on your bedside right now? Book, what would be there? Um, a pile of <laughs> You can leave any, some any candles, candles out. No, an empty coffee cup. <laughs> Yeah, always a pile of crystals. Sometimes they're in my bed. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And uh, besides the Best Life Cafe, which we know that would be your answer, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? I mean, I drop in any – I know Mel just started her podcast. Mel Robbins, like, love dropping into everything she does. Um, I haven't heard that one. That's one I should listen to for sure. There's – there's a fun podcast. I'm actually going to be a guest on it in a couple of weeks. It's called Talking During Movies. Really enjoy that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then your favorite soothing practice. That's okay. That's weird. That's the hardest one because wherever I am and whatever I need at the moment is the thing that I need. I'm really good at throwing the brakes on, closing my eyes, and dropping out, closing everything off when I need it. That is, that's the superpower. That's the superpower. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that is. Oh, well, gosh, thank you so much. I, unless there's any more burning desires, I think we are complete, and I'm so appreciative for you to come on and share your best tips with our Best Life listeners. So rate, review, subscribe, follow all the things, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.